Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Chatterbug stream. My name is Max Roberts. Let's learn some English. Maybe today I should be saying good day because we are talking about Australia.、Uh, Australia, what a fascinating country! So, my question for you: Have you been to Australia? I live in Australia. I have been before, and I loved it. I have been.、Uh, I want to go or no? Hello, everyone. <laughs> Um, my Australian accent is not good,、uh, Bobo. So apologies. <laughs> good to see you, Darban, Shivangi, Bant. Lovely to see you all.、Uh, hello, Boomi from Germany. Great.、Uh, a lot of you want to go to Australia, and I can understand why. It's a fascinating country.、Um, so it is between the Pacific and the Indian Oceans in the southern. Hemisphere. That means the seasons are the other way round to Europe,、uh, which is amazing for me as a European.、Um, and there you can see it on the map. Its population is around 25 million, or nearly 26 million. And for a country that size, it doesn't seem like that many people. Australia is bigger than Europe, and Europe has over 500 million people. So,、uh, which is crazy.、Um, English is the official language. And it's the only official language.、Uh, that means you should be able to get by with English in Australia pretty well. But there are over 250 indigenous languages、uh, from the first、uh, people who lived in Australia, and also、uh, it is a very diverse country, which means many languages are spoken by the people.、Uh, its official name is the Commonwealth of Australia. And they still have the Queen as the head of state. Some big cities in Australia include Sydney, Sydney, the biggest city, Melbourne, which is a bit more alternative, street cafes, art, all of that than Sydney, and Brisbane is the third city.、Uh, so interesting country, absolutely. Let's look at the history of Australia. Who wants to learn some history of Australia? So, Australian human history goes back thousands and thousands of years、uh, with its indigenous peoples.、Uh, so, the indigenous people of Australia are split into two groups: the Australian Aboriginal people and the Torres Strait Islanders.、Uh, these are two the two major groups. But within these groups, there are a lot of Diverse, different cultures, customs as well. So there are, as I said, many, many languages already predating English in Australia,、um, and this reflects how many cultures existed on Australia before the Europeans even arrived. So we talk about the indigenous peoples. What does indigenous mean? I'm sure you understood already. What does indigenous mean? Does it mean the second inhabitants, the original inhabitants? The latest inhabitants, or a current minority within a country. What does indigenous mean?、Uh, the second inhabitants, the original inhabitants, the latest inhabitants, or a current minority. And if you watched my stream about Canada, I also spoke about indigenous people in that stream.、Uh, very well done, everyone.、Um, indigenous means the original inhabitants. Uh, Jorge, your shirt says London, but you're talking about Australia. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm from London, so I can wear a London shirt wherever I like. <laughs> so, from the 12th century onward, in Europe, sources speak 
of a terra australis incognita. Um, so this means in the 12th century, there was some awareness that there might be a big landmass in the Southern Hemisphere by the Europeans. So there was some knowledge from Europeans that Australia already existed in the 12th century. And you can see the name Terra Australis Incognito. Terra Australis Incognita. Well, there is a clue to where Australia gets its name. Um, excellent. So in the 15th century, they believed that the Chinese also came across Australia. They believed that the Chinese discovered Australia in the 15th century, but it looks like they didn't stay. Uh, and in 1528 or thereabouts, the Portuguese discovered Australia and documented it. So we absolutely know that around 1528, the Portuguese discovered Australia. Now in 1768 and 1770, James Cook and the Endeavour, which is a ship, uh, claimed the Northern lands for the British crown and named them New South Wales. So they claimed Australia for the British uh, in 1768 to 1770. Now, of course, we can talk about whether this is right or fair or not. There were already people living there. So is it right that a British person sticks a flag in it and says, this is Britain? I don't know. I have a question about that. But that is the history of Australia. So in 1788, New South Wales is settled as a penal colony. A penal colony. What is a penal colony? I want you to know. New South Wales is settled as a penal colony in 1788. Does it mean soldiers were sent there? Does it mean criminals were sent there? Or does it mean aristocrats were sent there? A penal colony. Um, <laughs> thank you for your great comments. Thank you, Darwin. I like my accent as well. <laughs> Massa, what's the capital of Australia? That's coming later, so I can't tell you now. Um, good job. A penal colony meant that criminals were sent to Australia. So convicts, this means people who have been arrested and put in jail, were sent to Australia, and these were mainly people who were thieves. And it was estimated that by 1830, 58,000 convicts had been sent to Australia. And this is a pretty brutal thing to do because back in the time, that time, there was no contact back home, no telephones, no internet. And so people would be sent all the way across the world, never to see their family again. So it's pretty, pretty brutal really. Um, and yes, so a lot of the original inhabitants, uh, the original um, people who arrived from Europe in Australia had a convict background. Now, in 1850s, there was a gold rush in Australia. This means that lots of people moved to Australia to take advantage of harvesting its natural resources, wool and minerals and gold. Uh, so the population exploded around this time. It became its own country on the 1st of January 1901, when the British Parliament passed legislation enabling the six Australian colonies to collectively govern in their own right as the Commonwealth of Australia. I believe Britain controlled Australia's foreign policy a little bit longer than that, but it was recognized as a country from 1901. And historically, it had a very important involvement in both World War I and World War II. Being in the Pacific, it would played a part in the battles of Asia. Um, so, 
It is a country famous for its geographic diversity. Geographic diversity. This means it has lots of different types of landscape and environment. So let's look at some of these. We have things like Uluru. Uluru, where I am right now, in the sweltering desert <laughs> near Uluru. I'm definitely not in cold, wet Berlin. Um, we have the Great Barrier Reef. The Great Barrier Reef, which is the biggest reef, coral reef in the world. Uh, we have the Blue Mountains. Check them out. Looks pretty beautiful. The Blue Mountains. And then we even have forests like the Daintree National Park. Now, people assume that Australia is very deserty. This isn't true. It has a lot of geographic diversity. It has a huge, huge desert, but that doesn't mean the whole thing is a desert. Uh, so, what would you like to visit if you go to Australia? What would you like to visit? Would you want to go to the Great Barrier Reef, Uluru, the Blue Mountains, or Daintree National Park? Where would you like to see in Australia? Uh, lots of people talking about the animals of Australia. We might talk about this. Uh, we might talk about this. Uh, Mamacita, I was in Australia. My daughter lives there. Well, good day to your daughter in Australia. Uh, lots of people saying Great Barrier Reef or the Nas Daintree National Park. Very, very interesting answers. Great, great answers. So, Australia now is a very diverse country. One in four people living in Australia were born overseas. Now, overseas is a way to say not in that country. So if you were born overseas, that means you live in a country that you weren't born in. Um, and this reflects itself in the food of Australia. Let's look at the quote about the food in Australia. So Australian cuisine is a product of international trends and the contributions of its Aboriginal and immigrant communities. So it's a sort of very fusion-based cuisine, lots of influence from many different places. Nevertheless, it has been heavily influenced by the country's Anglo-Celtic heritage with the traditional British supper still common. So the English and British and Celtic history dominates, but they're a bit more creative with their cuisine because of all of the interesting, uh, interesting waves of different uh, communities and cultures in the country. It is also famous for its biological diversity. People are crazy about the animals of Australia. It has such unique animals. It was a separate continent for so, so long that the wildlife in Australia is really unique. Um, and it is home to a lot of animals which are called marsupials. Marsupials. So a koala is a marsupial. Um, and they're... So marsupials are a type of animal And a lot of them carry their young in a what? They carry their babies in a what? A pouch, a bag, a baby hole, or a sack. A pouch, a bag, a baby hole, or a sack. Mohammed is asking, is it true that in the past the thieves in the UK were sent there? Yes, Shivangi got it right. It was a penal colony. This means that people who broke the law in the UK were sent to Australia as punishment to start a community there. So Australia is home to a lot of marsupials, of which many carry their young in a pouch. We call it a pouch. So famously, the animal that does that are kangaroos and wallabies. They carry their babies in a pouch, in a little pouch, not a baby hole. <laughs> um, 
And other animals include things like the wombat, the wombat, and platypuses. I think platypuses are adorable. Uh, such a cute animal. And they have a beak and they lay eggs, but they're a mammal. What is going on, Australia? <laughs> what are you doing with these crazy animals? So, I've got some more facts about Australia, but I thought I would do it as a quiz instead. So you're going to learn through quizzing. What does it mean that Australia is a transcontinental country? What does it mean that Australia is transcontinental? Oh, I sounded a bit Australian then. <laughs> Let's, let me try and do it in an Australian accent. What does it mean that Australia is a transcontinental country? That was so bad! <laughs> I'm so sorry, Australia, because that was appalling. <laughs> so, very, very good. What does it mean that Australia is a transcontinental country? It means that its territories are geographically in two continents. So most of Australia is on the continent of Oceania and or Australia, some people say. Um, but Oceania is the continent. But also it has a couple of islands that are in Asia. So it is transcontinental. Uh, next up, what is the capital of Australia? What is the capital of Australia? Canberra, Melbourne or Sydney? What is the capital of Australia? Uh, let's see if you get this. Now, I can tell you Sydney is the biggest city. Melbourne is the second biggest city. But Canberra is in fact the capital. It is where the government of Australia sits. Canberra, even though it's not a very big city, is the capital. So people think it's Sydney, but it's actually not. Sydney is just the biggest city. Australia is not what? Australia is not what? The smallest continent in the world, the sixth largest country in the world, or the country where there is more desert land in the world. Australia is not what? The smallest continent in the world, the sixth largest country in the world, or the country where there is more desert land in the world. Very well done. Australia is not the country where there is more desert land in the world. Next question. Australia is commonly referred to as what? Down there, down under, or down below? Australia is commonly referred to as what? Down there, down under, or down below? <laughs> My Australian accent is so bad. Before I did the stream, I thought it was going to be good, but it's not. <laughs> so <laughs> Very good. We call Australia down under. We call Australia down under. Uh, Diana, I have never been to Australia. Not yet. Not yet. The major summer sport in Australia is what? The major summer sport in Australia is what? Tennis, cricket or rugby? The major summer sport in Australia is what? Tennis cricket or rugby. All of these are popular in Australia. All of these are very popular, but rugby, you can't really play in the summer. You don't really play rugby in the summer. And tennis, I'm not sure, but the answer for the most popular summer sport in Australia is cricket. Cricket. 
And then finally, the Australian national flag features what? Six stars, 10 stars, or eight stars? How many stars are on the Australian national flag? What do we think? Uh, hello, everyone. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Very, very good, everyone. Uh, <laughs> Diana J, I always thought the capital was Sydney. It's not, I'm afraid. Um, the Australian national flag features six stars, six stars, well done. So the flag has three elements on a blue background. The Union Jack, uh, which is a history of the British settlement. The Commonwealth Star, uh, which is the unity of the six states. And the Southern Cross, which is a constellation of stars that can only be seen from the Southern Hemisphere. You cannot see it here in Europe or in North America. You can only see it on the Southern Hemisphere. So, for the final bit of the stream, let's talk a little bit about Australian dialect. You get to hear more of my wonderful Australian accent now. Uh, <laughs> so the first thing, a lot of Australians love to shorten words. Uh, so words like smoko, garbo, bottle arvo, and evo, these are shortened versions of longer words. So a smoko is a smoke break, a garbo is a garbage collection person, a bottle is a place where you can buy alcohol, Arvo is the afternoon, and Evo is avocado. So they love to shorten words and stick an O on the end. And they also like to shorten words and stick an E on the end, like Siggy, Siggy, Mozzie, which is a mosquito, Chocky Bicky, which is a chocolate biscuit, or Brecky, which is breakfast. So Smoko, Garbo, Bottolo, Arvo, Avo, and Siggy, Mozzie, Chocky Bicky, and Brecky. And there are loads of examples where Australians do this, where they like shorten a word, and much, much more than other British dialects, or uh, English dialects, sorry. This one I thought was interesting because this has its Aboriginal history in it. If you say someone's gone walkabout, it means they've gone traveling or they've gone away. And this comes from Aboriginal customs where people would go on journeys as part of a cultural custom, which I think is really interesting that that still lives in the language, so very good. Uh, on your bike. On your bike, which is a way of telling someone to get lost or go away. On your bike. And then this one, I always associate with Australians. If they say, ah, good on ya. Good on ya. Which means, well done. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. So if someone like does really well, gets a job promotion, you can go, ah, good on ya. Good on ya, mate. Uh, to crack onto somebody. To crack onto somebody. What does to crack onto somebody, please? Uh, what does to crack onto somebody mean? This means to actually like make a romantic move on someone. He's cracking onto her. Uh, <laughs> he's cr in a bar. He goes up to her. Can I buy you a drink? That's cracking onto someone. And we have thongs. Thongs. Now, if you're from Britain or the United States, you might think this means some very skimpy underwear. But in Australia, it doesn't mean that. Thongs means flip-flops or sandals. Uh, and of course, at the beginning of the stream, I said, g'day. Uh, this is a bit stereotypical. I don't think that many Australians say this anymore, but g'day is a way to greet people. Um, and maybe you'll still hear it in parts of Australia. So I am devo, which means devastated because it's the end of the stream. Devo, I am devo, it's the end of the stream. I'm disappointed, I'm sad. Thank you for all your fantastic comments. Uh, Diana J asked me a question. What is the hardest English accent to understand? For me, Jamaican. J 
Jamaican is really hard to understand for um, for a lot of different English-speaking people. So I would say Jamaican. Um, so that's it, everyone. I hope you learned something about Australia. I would love to go. Maybe one day I will. I have friends in Australia that I want to visit so badly. Um, but it's so far away from Berlin. So one day, maybe. Thank you for watching. It's been a lot of fun, and I will see you all soon. Bye-bye.